Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We have a delightful conversation for all of you listeners today as I am joined by two-time USTA SoCal Pro Series doubles champion and UCLA Women's Tennis All-American Kimmy Hans to discuss all aspects of her tennis career. Had to ask about what it was like to win a pro doubles title last week in San Diego with her UCLA teammate Fangran Tien. Of course, that doubles title, part of our coverage of the USTA SoCal Pro Series, was a pleasure to cover that match. Had to ask what it was like to play it. Of course, I also had to ask about what was a fascinating 2023 season for Kimmy and her UCLA Bruins. The differences in the levels, the experiences of college tennis versus pro tennis. Wanted to ask Kimmy what her plans were for the summer, and it sounds like they're very tennis-oriented. All of that said, It's a delightful conversation. It was such a blast to get the chance to speak with Kimmy, particularly given the fact that she had just finished her final, final exam of the school year. It's a fantastic conversation. I am certain all of you listeners are going to enjoy it. Of course, before we get to it, a shout out to all of you listeners who join us day in, day out, not just on this show, but on the mini break on the Great Shot podcast feed. If you're looking for more tennis coverage, 2023 College Tennis Award shows available on the Great Shot podcast feed, day in, day out, pro coverage, of course, available on the mini break podcast feed. If you're looking for further coverage of the USTA SoCal Pro Series, we'll have the final five weeks of the event available on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. That's every Saturday, every Sunday, championship weekend, available for free on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. Make sure you see that out. It's the nexus of everything. Rising stars, former or current collegiate athletes, players who are going to continue to ascend up the pro rankings. You don't want to miss out on anything. You don't want to miss the next big thing. You might just see them at the USTA SoCal Pro Series. I'll tell you what, we saw Hans last year. We saw 2023 NCAA singles champion Ethan Quinn a bunch during the USTA SoCal Pro Series in 2022. If you're interested to watch players like Kimmy or Kimmy herself compete this weekend, be sure to check out our coverage of the 2023 USTA SoCal Pro Series. That said, last but not least, Shout out to our friends at Turner. You guys can find Turner wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. They're the best in the business, synonymous with success as it relates to all things grips. Be sure to support our friends at Turner. We're so grateful for their support. You can go hear from their owner, Vice President Kevin Nixich, on this podcast feed as well. So grateful for the support we get from our friends at Turner. Least we can do, ask you to support them as well. With that said, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with UCLA All-American, Kimmy Hans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The amazing stuff, please, 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 himself. 
Joining us on the podcast for the first time today is someone you all will know best as a now rising junior for the UCLA women's tennis team. Of course, you may also know her this week as a quarter finalist at the USTA SoCal Pro Series event in San Diego. She picked up a doubles title last week on the Pro Series as well. Welcome on to our show, Kimmy Hans. Kimmy, how are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Made better, of course, by your presence. And look, I didn't win a May. That was cheesy enough for you. We're good. We're rocking and rolling. Sorry. It was just, it was right there. Low hanging fruit. Um, But let's just get into today's result for you to get a victory straight sets into, I think, your seventh quarterfinal on the Pro Tour. What'd you think of how you played today? Uh, I thought I played pretty well. I was really happy with like just how I competed. You know, it's like never easy to play a friend. Um, me and Taylor were actually playing doubles in this tournament. So I think I handled just like the adversity of that really well. Um, but yeah, I think I just competed the best of my ability today. And I'm happy with how I played. I talked to Tien yesterday for a show that'll come out at some point. I don't know if it's out yet or not. But uh, she was talking about just the physical and just as much so mental wear and tear of the college season. And, you know, I know you had a week two to compose and rest and do all these things but how are you feeling six months into the year you know have you recovered fully um I'm actually feeling pretty great um unlike Tian who's just been like winning every single match (laughs) um I kind of got a little bit of a break after Mm -hmm. our loss against Iowa State um so I got to recover from that and then I was obviously focusing on doubles because me and Elisa were in the doubles tournament so I kind of got to like not fully rest or go on vacation or anything but I got to like just recover mentally a little bit um didn't have to play like back to back to back matches which was kind of nice and just focus on like start training for like the pro season training for myself a little bit more um So I'm honestly feeling really good. I was dealing with some injuries early in the season and I'm healed now. So I'm feeling pretty good. Well, that's great to hear. And uh, how different is that transition? How difficult is it? I know there are a lot of college players in the draw. You played your teammate last week. You play someone you know well this week. But how is that transition from the level you saw during the college season to right away being thrown into the mix in the pros? Um, I would say it's not like any drastic difference in like the level. I would just say that like the, like the vibes are different. I mean, I think that in a college match, everyone knows it's like definitely a lot higher energy just from like the crowd and you're playing not only for yourself, but like your teammates and your coaches and you're representing your school. And so that just brings along like a different, um, like aspects to it and it's like when you're here you're playing for yourself um like you said I had to play like a teammate last week a former teammate today and it's it's definitely a different vibe but I think that um like the college season just prepares you for this like I'm like after every single college match if I'm even if it's like an easy win I'm always exhausted just from screaming so like today even though like I had a close close match I'm actually feeling pretty fresh because I wasn't like throwing my whole voice and everything screaming for my teammates so yeah it's it's different but it's definitely like it's a it's a good feeling. That's fascinating to hear because obviously you go from no ad in college to the ad scoring now in the pros. I guess I'll stop there quickly. Which do you like better? Um, ad. <laughs> I hate no ad. Really? You're out on no ad? 
I mean, if it goes your way, it's the best thing ever, but it's, it's a little risky. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is it sounds like college tennis might be more stressful from a playing perspective. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, is it, what is it about it? Is it just the different pressures? Yeah, I think definitely like the no ad is like just one of like a hundred different aspects that might make it a little bit more stressful. Um, for me personally, like a big um, factor is that like I'm not just competing for myself. Like if I lose, it's not like, oh, Kimmy's the only loser. Like if I lose, I lose for Fian, I lose for Elise, I lose for everyone on the team. And it's like, obviously no one's like yelling at me after a match like oh you lost for everyone but it's definitely something that I carry um and I feel the pressure when I'm playing but it also is a motivator too um I'm not just playing for myself like I want to win for my teammates um that's just personal for me though no I, I love to hear that and I'll get back to the pro stuff in a second but I have to ask because it's not that far in the rearview mirror I was fortunate enough to be broadcasting it what's more stressful playing the deciding double set against Duke in that second round match or watching as Sasha's playing the final match and, you know, you're on the sideline and there's nothing you can do because I feel like the watching might be more difficult. Yeah, definitely the watching. Like, in that match in the doubles, like, I'm just going to do everything I can to win. And honestly, I think they just kind of came in really clutch. Like, they played some unbelievable points that you just kind of have to be like, okay like they they earned it but watching Sasha <laughs> biggest relief of my life on that match point I was like I ran out to her and I like didn't even know where I was we definitely we we needed that win and it was I mean I don't know how she was feeling and I was trying to act calm on the sideline I was like yeah you live for this we love it but like in reality I was like literally having a heart attack <laughs> so did it make it easier or more difficult when a car alarm starts blaring in the background? Because I feel like it might make it easier. Um, I think that Sasha handled that situation really well, but the Duke crowd was pretty rowdy. Yeah. Like, even without the car alarm, we were like, they're doing this on purpose for sure. Just joking. <laughs> but we, I think that, like, she she just handled it the best you could. Like, you thought you can't, you can't get mad about that. Like, there's nothing you can really do. Like, sorry, this person's car alarm's going off. And I mean, she handled it like a professional and she like took care of business. But there was so many things that night that just like were going out of control. But yeah, she did a really good job. No, it's your job on the sideline to be conspiratorial in that moment. So it would have been weirder <laughs> if you didn't think it was someone in the crowd setting it <laughs> off. Just let the record show. Uh, but no, it was a really fun match. This is a silly question. How often do you play under the lights like that? Because as a Michigan human, someone who I don't know why, sorry for the framing, but as a Michigan human, like you don't play outdoors that late. It's either cold or you're just like, yeah, we'll move inside because we can. Were you guys practicing under the lights at all? Is that something you guys do? Um, No, we've honestly never done that as a team, like ever one time, I don't think. But Mm -hmm. I mean – it is what it is. Like we can't like complain about it. Cause it's like going to happen anyway. Like personally, like I played under the lights my whole life just cause like I've always practiced at night. Like yeah. it's just a thing that I do, but it definitely like, it's like an adjustment. So like you just have to deal with it. 
but yeah, as a team, we've never like practiced at night one time. Yeah. I think it's, it's really hard. It's just like, yeah. you will lose that lob up in the air or the oh, service sure. toss is just a little off. And uh-huh. yeah, I mean, for the record, you were really good on that day and you looked oh, like you. someone who had played under the lights. And so, you know, <laughs> credit you. to you. And you talked about the injuries you dealt with early on this year what was that process like for you? What was it like? I, I ran the numbers. Um, eight, two, and two down the season's home stretch, two not ties, but unfinished. Obviously, playing your best tennis down that home stretch. What was that process like this season? Just like, what do you mean, recovering from yeah, injury? Yeah, just like... the whole, all of it. Because again, you don't really get a break. You're, you're thrown to the wolves and you're trying to recover, but you have to win through that as well. Yeah. And we have a pretty small team too. So it's not like, I could take a day off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or anyone on the team could take a day off. Um, but I think just like coming into this season after my season last year, I had like, I, I couldn't have done better. I don't think I lost a match. So I definitely just had like that added pressure of that. Um, but I think that I handled it really well, just dealing with those pressures and then the pressures of not feeling a hundred percent with just my body. Um, but like, the season goes on and like you just have to take it one match at a time like I I kind of had a tough start against Iowa State even losing it to FIU but like I definitely didn't want to let that define the season and I think I did a good job of just like taking care of what I could control and I think I like made the most of it Mm -hmm. you talk about all that success your freshman season did it weigh on you this year Uh, like it just because I, I can't imagine it not I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I think that like, personally, like I loved winning for my team. I, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't want to play high or anything. I think that it built my confidence on and off the court so much. And like, I definitely needed that. And I honestly like didn't really even realize until someone had mentioned it to me, like you barely lost this year. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) nice. Cool. Um, and then I think once this season started and I was like playing a little bit higher that our team's very young and like, I really wanted to be a leader. Like I started to let it kind of affect me a little bit more. I remember the very beginning of the season, our um, school paper interviewed me and they said, how does it feel knowing that you've already lost more times this year than you did the whole year last year? And I was like, well, that sucks. Like, Thank you for telling me that stat. But um after like just you just kind of have to accept it you know like I was playing at a higher position the people that I'm playing are the higher level and like I just had to raise my level too okay so that was my next question so I'll cut that one off because it's already been asked (laughs) so that's good to hear no um no I again through it all you know, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, again, just adjusting to where you're playing in the lineup or, and this is just for the college tennis nerds out there who will want me to ask this question, what's up with the rain delays? Like, it just felt like uh, these past two years, like you oh felt that too, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like in California, it rained more than it ever had my whole life. So like we were getting matches rained out left and right. And then in Orlando, it was raining so much. We went on for our doubles at 10 p.m. inside. It was just (laughs) this year's been crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. I I agree. It was it was a lot to handle. But, you know, through all of that, how do you feel about your level heading into this summer? And obviously a bunch of pro events in Southern California in particular. How do you feel like you're playing headed into them? 
Um, I think I'm like definitely easing my way out of like kind of like a dead period. Like obviously I've still been training, but after NCAAs, like for UCLA, I'm, I just took a midterm 20 minutes or a final 20 minutes ago. Like I'm just finishing up and then I'm like ready to like start just being like a professional for the summer. Um, but yeah, I think that I'm playing pretty well, but I've definitely like working my way back up to the level where I was maybe like a month ago. I think that like I definitely prior had to prioritize like other things the past couple of weeks. But after like today, I definitely felt like myself again, playing a lot better. Mazel tov to you. Last final in the books is the best feeling. So I appreciate <laughs> I you spending some time with so us. Happy. Yeah, before you go, relax and get ready for your match. Well, you know, again, it's not how does more losses than last year feel stupid, but you say professional for the summer. What does that mean? What does that look like? What will you be able to do this summer with this time on your hands? Um, well, I just won't have to worry about anything like besides tennis. Like silly as that sounds, like I think that being a student athlete definitely does take a toll um, because you are a student first before you're an athlete. As much as I want to prioritize my tennis, like I I do have to take care of that first. Um, So just having that out of the way just gives me like I feel like just more time to like take care of what I need to take care of. Extra time on the court, extra time training in the gym, extra time stretching, just like recovering, taking care of my body that like when I'm in school, I I have to use that time to like go to class or take a test like today. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to just focusing on that and just playing as many tournaments as I can before we go back. Will you stay on campus because – I've been to UCLA's campus. I'd never leave if I didn't have to. Um, yeah. So we live, I, I don't live like on campus. I don't okay. like live in a dorm. I live like, like a three minute walk from yeah. campus. So yeah. it's pretty much on campus. Um, I, I'm moving into a new apartment next fall. So that's exciting. But I do, I live like 40 minutes from UCLA. So like I, I go home, home a lot. Got it. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was all set up for my next question. It's a beautiful campus. Obviously, the stadium courts, all of it beautiful. That said, why do you have to, in order to get there, always walk uphill? Like, I just don't get that. There's never a day at UCLA where I'm not dreading walking. I'm telling you, <laughs> after, like, every single day. I actually got a scooter this year because I thought it would save me time. But my mom ordered one that wasn't big enough, so I would end up be going uphill, like, five miles an hour like people walking are passing me but it's it's definitely a hilly campus but after like training and stuff it's kind of nice to walk around but it definitely it gets to a certain point in like the year where I'm just like over it like I just don't <laughs> want to walk anymore yeah I know to be professional for the summer just ditch the scooter you're gonna be like I know the exactly I'll popping exactly yeah no it's a it's a good strategy i like it well you know again i know you have a match to prepare for so my last few questions for you last week doubles title with your teammate obviously tn what did that mean to you how fun was that week just to get to play with her that was so awesome we actually only played once prior to that in the fall for all americans that we we won around but then we lost and you know we kind of got separated for the rest of the year but Obviously, I know that we're both like good at doubles, so I I thought like why not we would make a good team, 
And in the first round, we were actually losing and we were, it wasn't close. I think we lost first at like 6-1 or 6-2. And she looked at me, she was like, but I'm just having so much fun. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, me too. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, we definitely complimented each other really well, I think. And maybe it's something that we could try in the future. But um, I don't know. I think it, it was, it was definitely a good week for us. Yeah, the the weirdest part after watching so much of the college season is how calmer is the wrong word, but obviously Tian gets fired up during dual matches, and I then know. like pro, it, it's startling, right? Yeah, I mean <laughs> for sure. And she she's earned her nickname T. We call her T because okay. it's like a tea kettle when it's like <laughs> the steam's coming out. It's so high pitch. And I remember the first time like it like she did it. Me and my other teammates were like whoa but like <laughs> you do you whatever you gotta do to win like we love it now um but then in the pro series she's like yeah i just just so calm yeah. like she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't feel the need to do it she doesn't get as like fired up which is which is good but like i said like these college matches take it out of you and when you're playing like back to back to back like you you can't like you might not be able to maintain that so i think it's just personal stuff yeah, no, it, it's awesome. And, you know, again, to have that SoCal Pro Series as you're starting your summer, how nice is it to have this string of events? You know, I, obviously you played a bunch of them last year as well, just mm-hmm. right in your home radius. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, like, I know there's a bunch of tournaments in the U.S. this summer, but especially the 15s that I am already have enough points to get into, it's definitely just like a good, like, kick off to like just get me into like the routine of like playing match after match after match and i think that um this is only my second one but i'm gonna play the following ones too and the competition is like great so it just prepare me for next season and get me through the summer feeling like a pro so yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i'm glad to hear it any little things in your game specifically you're hoping to work on this summer um yeah definitely like just playing like how I want to play. I think that in college, sometimes I can get away with like playing like kind of a little further back, but I definitely want to work on moving forward, closing points out of the net. Um, I think that when I play like that, I feel the most just like I, I feel the best. So I definitely want to play like that. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, you're a pretty good volleyer. So it makes sense to me. Um, yeah. It checks out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth. Well, you know, you brought up next season. That's my last question. Uh, obviously you guys didn't start out the what year, the way you were wanted to, but you go to Duke, you get a win, you make the round of 16. What's in store for the Bruins in 2024? Um, well, I'm super excited. Our team is just getting younger and younger every year. Um, <laughs> We are still super small team. The only person we're losing out of the lineup is Sasha, and we're going to miss her a lot, but we're getting an incoming freshman. Her name's Amani, and she's awesome. We're all so excited for her to come. Um, but I think that even my freshman year, we didn't have a very great start, and it's definitely, like, taught me that, like, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, like, I think that everyone who's coming back is like, okay, like we're hungry for more. And it's like, we definitely need to just like take care of what we could take care of. And like, we obviously want to have a strong start to the season, but now we know that if we don't, we definitely can handle it and bounce back. So we're excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, obviously 
looking forward to that, but also looking forward to this weekend and seeing you in the quarterfinals and uh, obviously throughout the course of the summer. So, Kimmy, thank you for taking the time to join us, especially post-final final. That is, I'm I'm honored. Uh, Yeah, and so enjoy your summer being a pro, and hopefully we'll get the chance to chat again soon. All right. Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, nice chatting with you. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with UCLA All-American Kimmy Hans. A massive thank you to Kimmy again for tolerating my nonsense and joining us here on today's show. Of course, we're wishing her luck, not just this weekend, but throughout the course of what she calls her professional summer uh, coming up over the next few months. And by the way, if you're looking to watch Kimmy compete, again, you can catch coverage of the every championship weekend of the USTA SoCal Pro Series by tuning in to our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. A shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an any job he does day in, day out, making all of our coverage possible. If you're looking for more tennis, mini break podcast feed, great shot podcast feed, we got more content to you for you all. Of course, you can find it all on our website, CrackedRackets.com. A massive thank you to our friends, of course, at Turna for their support of this show. Remember, you can find Find uh, Turner wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. With that said, for the fantastic Kimmy Hans, our super producer Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turner, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>